Hey there, young adults. It's Jason and Jen, yet again. <laughs> mm. <laughs> wow. I'm booing myself. <laughs> Even I'm tired of hearing me. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, <laughs> today our topic is true love. <laughs> you but didn't say it like you normally say it. Love, true love. <laughs> love is what brings us together today. Oh, sorry. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, you better stop. <laughs> I better stop. Anyway, we are talking. We weren't talking last night. It was during your prayer. You were praying, and the thought that came to my mind, because Jason, let's be honest, you wanted to do a rant today. Oh, yeah. You might say for another day. Yes. <laughs> and as he was praying, though, because the rant does have a little to do with, with ultimately what is true love and, and what does love actually mean, because being that yesterday was Valentine's Day, people get wrapped up in what is what I would say worldly or perceived love in this need to be extravagant on one day with flowers and chocolates and cards and gifts and everything, which in reality has is not any that's not even a real expression of love. No. An expression of love is sacrifice. So I can tell you have something to add. Well, I was just I missed it. Did you say my rant had to do with this? My no. rant has to say, oh I have a whole <laughs> other rant. No, but your your rant has a lot to do with commitment. And so yes. to me, when you truly love something, the word, the biblical use of the word love, not the worldly view of love, um, it, commitment is one of the biggest components of love. Yeah. And, and I think that, I mean, think about even just yesterday, when we all get focused on that day, and let me actually, let me back up. We all don't, because you and I, <laughs> I mean, we said happy Valentine's Day as like a, Okay, we acknowledge the Valentine's Day, but then there was not like we didn't do anything because we try to do that on a daily basis in genuine love, not not the fabricated worldly love. And so and I remember me even as a single, oh gosh, it's Valentine's Day. Everybody's so lovey dovey. Who cares? If if my eyes are on the Lord, then those things then then I'm still producing and trying to be loving period to everybody and if people want to celebrate a worldly holiday go celebrate it yeah so that's kind of why um or what we're talking about is what is love which is why the yeah. name of this uh podcast media thing is the night at the Roxbury. because if you haven't <laughs> seen it you have no idea what i'm talking about go watch it first but yeah. <laughs> uh, i was listening to a podcast actually it was yesterday yesterday today yesterday must have been and they were talking about because you know it was Valentine's Day, so everybody was. Anybody that has a product is trying yeah. to sell you something yeah. for Valentine's Day. If first it has of all. a heart on it, yes. it's a Valentine's Day product. Yes. <laughs> um, but he was uh, talking. It was Frank Turk actually, um, and he was talking about you know kind of what is love too, and he was saying that love is a behavior, not an emotion. Amen. And that is that is absolutely true. Yes. Because if you think about it, I mean, look at even the commitment vows vows that you um say for your for your marriage you know it's to love one another in sickness and in health for richer or poorer good mm -hmm. times and bad like th there's not going to be good emotions for that and we're yeah. still called to love but we focus on the emotion of love um falling in love yeah, yeah which is which we talk about with our, our married ministry is it's our relationship with god first and that mm -hmm. is going to um our relationship with our spouse should mirror. Mm -hmm. So if your relationship with your spouse 
is all based off of the emotion of love. Oh. Your relationship with God probably is very similar to it because mm-hmm. that's where you kind of get it from. Yeah. Um, which that's a that's a whole part of my other rant. <laughs> that's why about I said charismatics this is, a yeah, bit and yeah. some other things. But um, yeah, we need to focus more on that behavior and and showing love even when we don't feel. Yeah. You know, like where uh, we don't feel the high, the emotional high of falling in love, being in love. Um, well, just like the greatest command and the second greatest command, love God, okay, and then love your neighbor as yourself. You can't command an emotion. I can't tell you right now, be sad, you know, or be angry if you're not feeling that, you know. So love, it can't be an emotion. It is fully in action. And so, yes, in I know some of you that are single right now just heard us talk about our married ministry, but I want to challenge you for ladies and men, your God is your husband. It says that. And I know Rick has said it before from the platform. It's hard for men to understand that, but that is who you're married to right now. If you're a Christian and you're in a committed relationship with the God of the universe and so how are you expressing that? And do you back away when the falling in love part is gone? Because this is your time to practice what it means to be fully committed in a relationship. That when the feelings aren't there, you're still coming to the prayer room. When the feelings aren't there, you're still going to be part of community. When the feelings aren't there, you're still going to press in. And how are you loving the people around you? All of that, whether you're single or married, it's always part of your life. Even though I am married, God is still my primary. He needs to be. Otherwise, my marriage is not going to function the way it should function. Yeah, and I think, too, just getting rid of the whole one notion of love having that, you know, that high, that feeling mm-hmm. is a good start. But also, you know, what is the purpose of love? For mm-hmm. for most of us, it's to get married, right, at, right. at some point. Um, but marriage isn't about happiness. It's not about love. It's, it's about, I, I was reading this, I want to read this book actually, and it's about um, marriage being about holiness, not happiness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense when you think about, you know, even what Paul said and how he was able to. So I have this little theory, and it's not biblical yet because I haven't looked it up or whatever, <laughs> but there is some evidence into it that that marriage part is supposed to make us holy. If you're able to be holy on your own, like Paul, mm-hmm. and you don't need somebody to help. And, and control your physical desires. Yeah. I think that's the other yep. side of that coin. Then then he didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but for most of us who are are broken and you know, we don't have the self control, we don't have that um, that one we didn't meet Jesus and on the road to Damascus where, you know, he instantly fell in love, but, you know, by the truth, by knowing the truth, because he studied it the whole time. Um, That's where that marriage part comes in, because it is somebody that helps guide you, helps lead you, helps encourage you in your walk with God. It does that. And it helps you produce fruit. Yeah. You know, Paul was in a prison, so God was creating patience in him. A lot of times it's your spouse that is what creates that patience in you. It creates, okay, how do I be kind in situations where I don't feel like being kind? Again, feelings. We Oh, well, I don't feel like being kind to them. I don't feel like being gentle. They were mean. Well, that fruit of the Spirit, God's shaping that in you so that you do be gentle even when the response, your flesh wants to respond in anger or not gentleness. Yeah, and I would say if you're not self-controlled and you don't know how to be kind and gentle, you probably should 
focus on that first before, mm-hmm. you know, finding a spouse. Um, and even like if you, if you do have a spouse, that spouse isn't there to complete you. Like we, we hear that a lot in, in the world. Oh, you complete what me, was it? What movie Jerry Maguire. Oh gosh, yeah. it was one of because I was single at that time, and I literally was rolling my eyes, going, "Oh my gosh, seriously, no person completes no, exactly. you. Only God completes exactly. you." Exactly, <laughs> and that's who we're we're married to first. But it's I think that that is probably the biggest struggle in our day and age is that we you have so many inputs coming in from the world saying that oh my gosh, the Hallmark Channel during Christmas time. Those movies are not true love. Those movies are create an emotion in us, and we think, oh, that's what I want. And it's why so many men are disappointed after they get married and why so many women are disappointed after they get married. Women get married and go, wait a second, all the things that you did to woo me, you've stopped doing. What just happened? And the men are like, wait a second, you're not you know, putting in all that extra effort with your looks and everything. What happened? You know, everybody's disappointed because that first part, the falling in love is all, there's so much emotion that you're going above and beyond to make sure that you, you have that person. But then once you have that person, some of that dies. And so can you, the same be said for your relationship? Most of it dies, I think, just because it it wasn't built on anything other than a fleeting emotion. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to start a a channel called the PHC, the post Hallmark channel. And (laughs) it's going to just go, it's going to, you know, go through every movie. And at the end it's like, they're all the same. I know. Wait, wait, (laughs) just you go through the movie, right? You have it. And six months later, (laughs) and then show the truth of it all. Yes. Can I be part of that? <laughs> Divorce, <laughs> arguing, bitterness. Yes. Yeah. Or in a lot of cases, moving on to somebody else because now the, the emotion the is gone. Yeah. The high's gone the and the emotion is has transferred to somebody else. Yeah. So so here's where I would say if you're single, be cautious of watching movies like that because it can become an addiction. You're addicted to the high of love, not the actuality of what love is. Because God, there's nowhere in the Bible where God's like you look at marriages there, there was no like, oh, look, Abraham did all these rose petals on the bed. And look at, that's how he wooed her. You know, no, <laughs> that's not what happened. And obviously the, the main love scripture in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, I, as I was just reading this, I was kind of in awe over it again, going, okay, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, okay, imagine that, that's so cool that I could speak every language on earth and I could speak the language of angels. It's like, eh, but if you didn't love others, it's a clangy, noisy gong. I'm like, well, okay, that's weird. If I had the gifts of prophecy and under, and this next part, okay, gift of prophecy, fantastic. But listen to this next part. If I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, all knowledge. That means everything God knows, I would know. If I had such faith, I could move a mountain. I could tell Mount Diablo, move, and it would move. But if I didn't love others, if I didn't express love, show love to others, it's nothing. So the knowledge of the universe is nothing if I don't love others. I think we forget that. I think we forget what God is calling us to. It is a higher standard, and it is not based on emotion and feeling. Well, it's because we fast forward past all that and get to love is patient, love is kind, love is yeah. blah, 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 Yes, blah. what it is, which most of us don't show that either to no. our brothers and sisters. Yeah. When they irritate us, uh, I don't want to deal with them. I don't, eh, move on. Well, we, we take it as, a, as it's advice. Love is patient, love is kind. I'll take that under advisement. I'll try that. But yeah. like Paul's saying, nothing else matters if you don't have love. Nothing. Big things. Like, okay, great. So you could have all the knowledge of God right now, but if you don't love others, it's nothing. Oh, this could easily 
lead into my other rant. <laughs> we got to be careful here. <laughs> that, that could be a while. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. And even this says this. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my own body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So even in the highest sacrifice, still, if it's not done in a root of love, it means nothing. So how do we love better? How do we love well? Well, one, we focus on loving Jesus well first Agreed. because it will be out of that overflow mm -hmm. that we'll, we're able to love, you know, our brothers and sisters. Yes, I think that's why he says love God with all your heart because he knows that if we tried to love others first, it would not work. We yeah. have to love well, God first. And what's it, uh, First John, I think, f like four or five, somewhere around there where it says uh, something to the effect of, if you say you love your oh, uh, yes. your brother who you or you love me who you don't see but you don't love your brother who you do see you're a liar yeah and I was Ouch. like Ooh. yes yeah. and lying is a sin yeah so yeah. yeah there's I mean go search the Bible on all all the aspects of love but I think at the end of the day what we want to encourage you one focus on your relationship with God and and ask yourself again just like when I was talking to my daughter like. When you're having emotions, why are you having them? And are they, are they coming from God or are they just stirred up because of something in the world? You know, just because you're having feelings about something does not make it necessarily godly. It might be a fleshy feeling that you're going to have to squash and say, no, this isn't right. And in true love, like I sit there and look too. Sorry, I'm going to go on a little side tunnel here, I think. Um, but... You look at arranged marriages. I mean, that was all the biblical stuff was arranged marriages. There was no, like, the emotion of it, the high of it. Obviously, there were some that, you know, that had those, those pulls and connections. But sometimes those didn't end up so well. And it was the ones that were solid, just committed to expressing love to the other person that, that lasts. It's creating a foundation. It doesn't, the high isn't what's the needed part. The commitment to love is what's needed. Well, and I think, too, if you look at biblical, even though they don't really, the, the Bible didn't condone multiple marriages, yeah. but there was stuff in there. They had laws that if you took on another wife, you were not to withhold anything from the first, from the first wife, yes. you know, food, clothing, intimacy, intimacy yeah, yep. intimacy, because that's love true. is a behavior yes, and not a, not a feeling or an emotion. Oh, that's good. I like that. So maybe that's how we close this. Maybe evaluate your behaviors. What are your behaviors right now? When it comes to God, you know, what behaviors are you showing to him that you love him? Are you spending time with him? Are you talking with him? Are you honoring him and praising him? You know, what are the things that you're doing in your life to show him love? And then second, what are the behaviors in your life that are showing love to others? Because showing love to others is sacrificial. If you're going to tell me that, oh, I love others, I go out to dinner with my friends, that's not, that's not showing love to others. That's you having a night out with your friends, and that's fun. <laughs> you're actually getting something out of it. A lot of times, showing love, it, it, you don't always get something in return. Sometimes you do, but most of the time, it can be sacrificial, it can be difficult, it can be a challenge when you're expressing that true, deep love. Yeah. And, and I think, too, we, we talk about how, like, oh, we talk with the Lord all the time when things are going good, but... Part of that love is talking to the Lord when things are going bad and and you're not feeling like you're in your pain or whatever. We were watching American Underdog, yeah. uh, the Kurt Warner story. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But it was a tearjerker. Yeah. Just warn you, ladies. Yeah. Sorry. And I'm gonna. <laughs> I won't tell you what happens, but something bad happens, and his. I don't know if they were married at the time. No. Uh, his wife Brenda, she's crying, and he can hear her, and she's just like she's talking to God, and she's like, "I'm so angry at you." Yeah. You know because of of what's going on, and it's, and right there, that that's love because she's talking to the person, the one person she can lean on that can mm-hmm. help her the most. Yep. She's not talking to her to Kurt. She's talking to God in her pain, in mm-hmm. her grief, and, and honestly, yep. too, and, and saying, you know, I'm so angry at you, and all this, and so, um, you can't. If if your whole definition of love surround is is encompassed by an emotion, a happiness emotion, that mm-hmm. that yeah, you don't have true love. You won't. You yeah. won't have that that steadfast love, that faithful love that God has with us. Yeah, because there's all kind. There's the talking in happiness, talking in sadness. Because I think on the flip side, I think there are a lot of people that stop talking to God when things are good. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> you know, so they they're happy to talk to Him in the pain, but when it's good. Oh, I'm good. I actually don't need him right now because things are good, that we lean on him when things are dark. So I would say on the flip side, that can also happen. And and when things are dry, when things are like you don't feel him, like you come to church and you didn't leave with this high, or you come to the prayer room and, eh, you know, it, those that doesn't mean you stop. That means you keep going because dryness is fine dryness is going to happen in any relationship and it's what do you do in that dryness you press in and you keep going because he's worthy and And you remain faithful and committed and kind of like what zach was talking about too do we do we thank god and and pray to god after the miracles yeah happen or do we forget about him do we go back after like because i was thinking about that this morning i'm like oh there were so many things that have been going on with staff and and friends and all this other stuff and and i was just thanking god that you know that no, nothing too bad happened, you know? Like, yeah, because it could be tragic. Yeah, like it's we talked about, like, well, like you yeah. talked about the other day, we prayed for Eli. Like, that was being thankful that nothing happened to yeah. him. You know, yeah. it was just an alert. They found out it was just an allergic reaction. Same with, with Pastor Rick, finding yeah. out, you know, more information about things. Oh, and they're going to be okay. And everybody yeah. who's been sick is starting to get better. And it's like, yeah. just thanking God that, yeah. that those things are happening. Are we pouring into that relationship you know, with God when these things happen. Same with, with our spouses. I think a lot of times, too, when things are going good and we're we're busy and just moving along, we forget to take that time and and, and actually thank our spouse and spend time with our spouse mm-hmm. and pour into our spouse mm-hmm. as well because there's just so many things, you know, that, that mm-hmm. are going on that can cause us to be distracted from it. Yep, so true. Yep. So I think uh, this is where we're, we're going to end here. If you want to start a GoFundMe for my PHC, my post Hallmark <laughs> channel, um, we'll get that going up pretty soon. Um, oh also, if you want, if you want to hear my rant, oh geez, yeah, I, I just encourage me on in in the app that for the young adult thread, or just drop a email for those who aren't having it. At <laughs> young adults at the rock. And we'll see if I get oh, enough. Young adults at the rock. Ca. Dot com. <laughs> if I get enough people. That want to hear yeah, the rant? Yeah, okay. thumbsing up the rant, then then I will go through it. <laughs> it was funny because we were talking, and, you know, with everybody sick, there were so many people out, and even Zach this Sunday was, uh, his his throat was bothering, yeah. you know, he was just tired and all yeah. that other stuff, and I'm like, what happens if if he goes oh, down? God. Who's up next? Yeah. And I'm like, I go up there, but you know what's going to happen. Yeah, and all you young adults know the baptismal font was like right, already set up. And I was like, absolutely. You guys not. would think you would be like, he is so <laughs> jumping in right now. 
And he, no, he, I would. I was like, <laughs> not for this one. I would go out there and it he was, just wanted to rant. Oh, the rant. And a lot of you, because I know, like, some of you would be like, yeah, go. Yeah. Just start launching, yeah, yeah, grenades out at the audience and everybody. But so the rant is a maybe right now. Jen, yeah, she's trying to talk me out of it. That's why she came up with this one first. That's so. not true. But it is because oh what was your what was your uh, your response when I said I could go up there, but you know what's going to happen? Yeah, that's a no. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is what I said <laughs> right away. I was like, okay. Like, there's many other thought processes before that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I love you. You're a good speaker, but yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. See ya.